This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. What's up, America? If you've been on social media, if you have been listening sports lately, you know the number one story is the well-being of the athlete, the human being, uh, DeMar Hamlin, who plays for the Buffalo Bills. Um, Monday night football game, the Bills um, versus the Bengals. Um, first quarter, around 8.55 a.m., uh, DeMar Hamlin, um, after making a routine tackle, collapses onto the field in the first quarter, um, got up like it was normal, and then um, quickly, as soon as he got up, fell right back down, um, collapsed. Um, the ambulance, um, all medical staff was uh, rushed onto the field, performed CPR, on him, got him um, onto an ambulance, sent him to the University of Cincinnati, University of Cincinnati Medical Center, um, where he's been there since. Um, And that occurred around 9.30 p.m. Currently at this time, he's still there, um, but he has a pulse. He's not breathing on his own, Um, but um, given the medical information um, people on ESPN have talked about, as well as other platforms like ABC, it it seems like right now um, we're just in the waiting game and seeing that hopefully um, he makes this through, and we hope that he does make it through. Um, um, I was thinking about doing this podcast um, and then I decided maybe I shouldn't um, but I ultimately decided um, to wait a day and and then post this podcast um, this is one of the more horrific um, you know situations I've ever seen um, I've never seen a player routine play make a tackle and then proceed to get up and then com- just drop to the floor um, I was watching the game, um, and I've seen a lot of things. I've seen, you know, head issues. I've seen, you know, broken bones, you know, concussions, um, separated ankles, p- compound fractures. But this just, you know, was scary. Um, you saw the Buffalo Bills players. You saw the Bengals players all on the field, you know, essentially um, full of emotion. Um, You know, you see the picture of Stefan Diggs crying, a lot of players crying and very worried for for this human being Um, because at the end of the day, that's what he is. He's a human being. And this really put football in perspective. It's one of the more violent games. It's one of the more, um, you know, collision sport most of the sports that we play are not really collision this is a collision sport um 
it's one thing to say it's a physical sport, but this is a collision sport. And that was just a routine play that happened. He made a tackle. Um, people talking about how T. Higgins and T. Higgins um, was the one that was being tackled. Um, this happens in football all the time. The, the tackle was, you know, nothing malicious, just a routine. And um, his body went a certain way at the wrong time. And um, DeMar Hamlin was in cardiac arrest um, at that at that point. Um, but since that news, they told us he has a pulse. Um, he It looks like um, things are trending upward, but we don't have any official word yet. So I had a full sk- slate of things to talk about for the podcast, but I decided that we're just going to talk about this. It's going to be a very quick podcast. And um, like I said before, one of the most traumatic situations I've ever seen on a football field. If you saw um, earlier this year in Cincinnati, Coincidentally, um, Tua Tagovailoa being um, being sacked, and you know, you see in his hands, um, you know, in shock. Essentially, um, we've seen other situations. Um, the hit on Antonio Brown a couple of years ago by Bont- uh, Vontez Burfitt. Um, You've seen even going all the way back, Shannon Sharp, um, older brother Sterling Sharp, routine tackle, um, and um, he had to end his career at that point. Um, you know, we hope that, you know, DeMar pulls through and he will pull through. And this situation, um, to me, it, it brings up one of the more important things, especially moving forward for the players, there is no conscionable way, there is no way that moving forward, players are not going to fight for two things. One, fully guaranteed contracts. There's no way that players in this league cannot have fully guaranteed contracts. The sport makes the most. Sports always has the highest revenue and Everything across the board, TV deals, apparel, um, viewership, everything. The NFL always has the number one across the board, especially when it comes to revenues and profits. Yet the players, the quote-unquote commodities, don't have fully guaranteed contracts. I think this situation puts things into perspective where – the players take all the risk, literally all the risk. And you see this situation with, with DeMar Hamlin. I think when negotiations come again, the number one thing is players need fully guaranteed contracts. And then, then secondly, and more importantly, in my opinion, players need full medical insurance post their playing career that's covered by the NFL. If you play um a, a lick of baseball you get fully guaranteed medicals for the rest of your life this should be the same in football and i think this situation will be what the nflpa 
and its representatives use when it comes to negotiating because there's no way you have basketball, you have football, you have baseball, you have hockey, you have soccer, the list goes on and on. But football is the most popularized, um, generates the most profits for the for its league and the most revenue in general. Yet the players don't have to um the yet the players don't have fully guaranteed contracts, but they take the most risk. They're literally fighting for their lives. Jamal Hamlin literally is fighting for his life right now as we speak. Yet the players um take all the risks, yet the owners, the commissioner get to go home. They're home with their families right now. They're um you know, they're waking up, they're not having these ailments. You remember um CTE was big. CTE is still big. Um and that to me has been subsided a bit because we've gotten a little past it. Um because they've been able to settle with uh, a lot of the players. But this, this was on a national stage, solo stage, Monday Night Football, and everyone saw it. Those players on that field will never be the same ever again. The players in the league will never be the same ever again. Those players that have been playing, when you see that next contract negotiating, it can get really ugly because I feel like that th this situation is now making it paramount that players fight for exactly what they need, which is protection for the fact that they're risking their lives for this game. The more risk, the more reward. But the NFL players, they take all the risk and don't get nearly the reward. Yeah, there are some players that make a lot of money, but the vast majority of players, on average, in the NFL, leave with broken bones or beat down bodies, leave the league in about three years, and are bankrupt. Yet they have no medical protection. They, they don't have no fully guaranteed contracts. Whether you're on a practice squad or you're Starting on Sundays, you need to be protected. And I feel like the players now will have a clear example for that to be paramount in the negotiating. Because, um, and I'm sorry to bring up the finances of it, but I do think that is something that needs to be addressed. The players don't have any protections, yet the league takes on the least amount of risk yet get the most reward and then the players are opposite they take most of the risk and get the least amount of reward so moving forward it'll be interesting to see what the ramifications are um of this horrific situation um i do believe that things policies um will be changing but the negotiating, which is coming up in a couple of years, we'll see how the players, the Players Association, will be nego negotiating with the teams 
because this is something that's just not going to go away. Like, everyone saw it on that. It's one thing for a game to be on Sunday and it happened and not a lot of people see it, but everyone saw this. This was the most um, anticipated game this past weekend. And that goes into another thing in terms of games. Obviously, the NFL hasn't made a statement about um, playing games. Um, I think if I'm the NFL, if I'm Roger Goodell, I might just say no games being played this week. Um, we'll push back things a week later um, because this is now a situation where we need to make sure that this guy is okay. He is a human being. DeMar Hamlin is a human being. Um, and we need to make sure that he's okay. And the Buffalo Bills are not worried about game planning, practicing. Same with the Cincinnati Bengals. Same with the Indianapolis Colts. Same with the Buccaneers. Um, same with the New York Jets and Giants. No one in that NFL community as players do not give a damn right now about what's going on for the next game. They're more concerned about the well-being of DeMar Hamlin, and I think Roger Goodell should be coming out on Front Street and saying, hey, no games being played today, no no games being played this weekend because we need to make sure this human being is okay. Um, and I think that's on the uh, on the um, on the table for discussion um, as we move forward. But I just wanted to give my um, thoughts. Yes, I had a list of things I was going to talk about, um, from the Jets to the Bucks to the Giants. Um, to the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, but I felt like um, I should give my two cents on this matter, and um, we'll see what happens next next week um, in this upcoming weekend of NFL sports. But more importantly than that, um, we're just waiting to hear from the family or from an insider or um, – an official that DeMar is okay. Um, and we hope that comes as soon as possible. You gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. Walking out, walking out.